You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free. Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth from relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. Perspectives, new teaching them, starting on. Amen? But I got, it, how many of you guys got this sheet? Raise your hand. Shay, you was grooving with the tide music. You heard your lips going. <laughs> so it's exciting to look out and see people getting into it. But what I did for, I did, you know, I, I know how people think. Y'all turn on the, on the back, turn the sheet over on the back. Yeah. Y'all see the sheet on the back? Did y'all see the word that I used, which was minimum? I know how human behavior is. I know how people think. Right, Janae? So we got high achievers. So what happens is if I say minimum, they're going to go what? Over. But that's just a start. Okay? So it says 10 habits you might want to consider doing daily. Read one chapter of word. What is it? Can you do more than that? But if you do less than that and not read at all, what's going to happen? 
He said, you fail? You just pick up the next day and continue. You see the next one, pray for five minutes minimum. How many? Can you pray more? (laughs) Drink at least eight glasses of water per day. Now, there's no minimum to that. You got to drink that. Plan your day by using a to-do list, only three to five items. Why did I say three to five? That's doable. Because for high achievers, if they write down ten and they only do nine, what are they going to feel? So disappointment will manifest, and then all of a sudden you will stop doing it at all. Okay? That, right, say all or nothing thinkers. Exercise three times a week. How many minutes? Can you do more? Can you do more days than that? Okay. Today, what, what, what? No, I'm not messing with you today. Okay. Have a grooming routine. Okay? Brush your teeth. Floss your teeth. Do your hair. <laughs> he say minimum. <laughs> minimum. Get your hair done. Get your hair cut. Okay? Do your nails. Men and women. Men, can we go get manicure, pedicure? Etc. If you need more help, you need to get it. <laughs> and the biggest complaint I'm getting, I'm just saying the biggest complaint I'm getting from females, say females, is my friend or husband don't take care of himself. We got nails that cut the, the woman in the bed. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about, toenails? I'm just, talk, I'm just talking real. The same, this is the only advice my mom gave me when I got married to Curly. She said, she, well, she said two things. Uh, she said, boy, you think you love that woman now, but you just wait. And she was right. And then the other thing she said, boy, so in, in, in our term, when they call you boy, they know your name. That means it's serious business, right? Right? Candace, right? She said, boy, the same thing you did to get that woman is the same thing you're going to have to do to keep her. Okay? So I'm just telling you guys, I got complaints <laughs> that guys don't groom themselves. Okay, so 2019, what we're gonna do? Groom. We're gonna clip it, cut it, iron it. <laughs> your shoes dirty, polish them. Okay, have your wife look at you and go, "Wow, that brother look good today." Okay, all right. Or you, whoever you're dating. All right, go outside for some fresh air. How many? Ten minutes. Okay, this doesn't include riding in your car. Okay, I'm just telling y'all, because some of y'all are like, okay, I'm going to stick my head out the window. That, no, 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 that's not going to work. You need to go outside. There's a vitamin that you receive from the sun that you can only get from the sun. Okay? All right? Huh? You, follow instructions. 2019 is the year of instructions. Okay? Going forth, I'm just telling y'all, if it's three to five minutes for your testimony, you see me get up, that's the end of the testimony. Follow me? 2019, God is doing something that we will only be the recipients of as we walk in his instructions. I'm telling you. We, there's some people that won't be raptured up because they didn't follow instructions. Let me move on. Eat at least one healthy meal. What, what kind? Okay, how many times? Three. Okay, <laughs> at least one. I'm going to start out with one. See, the human mind says that if it's good, We'll continue to do it. When you see results, like what you said, when you see results, you'll continue to do it. Uh, tidy up by removing clutter. How many minutes? minutes. Can you do more? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Candace, why are you looking at me like that? Everybody read this one out loud. Go to bed early. Eight hours minimum. So that means you got, if you got children, you got to put the child to bed earlier than you. Because you know children start talking about all the things they need. Mama, I saw a spaceship, and so therefore we need to talk about it. They come up with all excuses. How many of y'all, y'all got children like that? Okay, so you got to put them in bed early. And let's read this one together. Which habit will you start? Try at least three minimum. See, I'm saying minimum with everything. Okay, all right, so y'all going to report back? Okay. I also recognize that if I put in, important information on the back, you wouldn't get the information on the front. Know how you people think, I'm telling you is your view on things and it's because it's your view that's how you operate okay it's your beliefs it's how you interpret and understand the information or the situation okay all right 
How has that impacted you? I know we just started on Thursday. Oh, okay. Um, well, how it has impacted me is I want to make sure that my perspective is the best perspective. Ooh, okay. okay. Because more than one perspective can be right. Oh. But I want mine to be the best. Okay. That's a God one. Okay. So positive and um, also... I seek the Holy Spirit. Okay. Is, is Holy Spirit, is, <laughs> am I seeing this the right way? Uh-huh. And if I'm not, please show me. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, yes, ma'am. So we wrote down, the perspectives we choose and nurture shape us for better or worse into the person we become. Okay. What does that mean to money? So if my perspective is lack, then I feel like I don't have enough. Okay. And then we talked about, like, examples, and one was mother and so she's right here. Okay. So my perspective of a mother is a listener because okay. she always listens to all of us. Okay. So I think mothers listen. That's okay. my perspective. Got you. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Anything that stood out to you on Thursday? All right. Okay. Talking about perspective. A, a mental view or pro- prospect. So the key component about a mental view is that's how we process data first. We see what we see, we grab it in our mind, and then our mind goes to what it finds, the closest perspective to what we just saw. Everybody understand that? So your mind is like a recorder, and what it does, V, is it goes and it tries to find something that just, what you just saw, and then it says, let me find something similar to that, and let me bring that in to, to help make the decision. So if we've been thinking wrong in a perspective way, our mind goes and gets what's wrong, and it says, this is how I made the decision last time, so this is how I make the decision this time. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand unless you want to, but how many have dated some jacked up people before? Okay, all right, all right, okay, this side, okay, this side is honest, okay. So why do you keep thinking, what causes you to date that jacked up person? It's because, I'm going to tell you the answer. <laughs> You don't have to think about it. It's because you built up a perspective, and when you see this other person shining, you know, groomed or ungroomed, depending on what your perspective is, your mind goes and says, hmm, last time I dated somebody, and he looks just like him. Same mannerisms, so let me date him again. Okay? So somebody new come by, they're shining, nice, beautiful, handsome, and because you have no perspective on that, because who did you pick the last five times? Same person built off my perspective. So when a new person comes along and healthy, and guess what? Even things that you already paid for. Father, give me a person that has your heart. I don't want to be unequally yoked. I want to be equally yoked. And so give me a person that has a job, has a career, has their own car, have their own house. The perspective was that last five people I dated didn't have a car, didn't have a house, didn't have a job. So I'm going to dilute or find something wrong with this one over here because my perspective says I got to date somebody jacked up because that's what I did last five times. And then came Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, not only did you send me the right person, but I'm going to listen to the perspective that you're giving me, and I'm going to receive what I prayed for. Okay? Uh, you got that? So a mental view. So you're going to grab the mental view first. All right, so then check this out. The way you see things as a result of who you are and what you do. That's why everything about us has to be based off his identity of us. Follow me? So if my identity is healthy, I'm the best. That's the identity he gave me. So then everything that I see, the results of who, I, who you are and what you do. So if I'm the best, should I do shabby stuff? Why not? I'm the best. So who, who are you as an employee? We talked about or employer. How are you going to relate to that? If you turn around and you start seeing yourself, it's like, wow, if this was my company, how could I save it money? You just change your perspective from being an employee to an employer. Companies look for people that can make them money instead of just showing up. I'm going to do the minimum. If you are a wife, 
what, how do you respond and react? We talked about that. If you are a husband, how do you respond and react? So everything about perspective is based off who you are, how you see yourself, and then what do you do? Okay? All right, let's read the scripture. I'm going to read the scripture. And, and, and I love this because, guys, we're nothing without Jesus. You know, you think you're breathing on your own? Let him say, no, it's over. You think you got promoted on your own? <laughs> Just look at your own calling. What, what, what's your calling? What do you do for a living? What, do you, what are you excited about? What do you do here? Just look at your own calling, believers. Who is he talking to? Not many of you were considered wise according to the human standards. <laughs> now, this, this is not Paul talking. This is not Pastor Pete talking. This is the Bible talking. Okay? Not many, not many powerful and influential. Not many high and noble birth. Anybody with birth through? Now, I'm not talking about Jesus as king. Anybody with birth that's sitting here that came from a noble descent? You know, king, king, queens, anything like that? <laughs> None of us. But guess what he made us? Kings and queens and to our God. But he called us. Okay? But God has selected for his purpose. Why did he select us? The foolish things of the world to shame the wise, revealing their ignorance. I remember when I ministered the first time at Richmond Christian Center. I've been there for probably about 10 years. And after I came up and ministered the word, a young lady came up to me, and this is what she said. She said, I didn't even know you could talk. Okay? So guess what? Did you think she got confounded? Because I didn't have anything to say. Follow me? I don't have to walk around telling you how smart I am in him. Kept my mouth shut because I didn't have nothing to say. All right? And God has selected for his purpose the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong, revealing their frailty. Who in the world got the, the nerve to lay hands on somebody and pray for them, Ed, and they receive their healing? The world system says that's ridiculous. So is God confounding some things? Because he said that's how we do it. You got a financial need, then you sow a financial need. You tithe. The world says, don't be giving that church your money. You're not giving the church. You're giving it to God. He's presenting it to the Father and saying, this is what Latrice gave. This is what Audrey gave. Now, she gave you testimony. City says six years. She started tithing, and they called her during the week of Christmas. So, see, that was God's way of saying, look, Latrice, not only am I going to shorten the time and get you over to where you need to be, I'm going to change the order of of the names on the list, and I'm going to push you to the front, and I'm going to show you that it's me because I'm going to send. They wouldn't come when it was regular time, but now they're going to come during Christmas time. And you annoy me because they're not just going to fix that, but they're going to add this. They're going to add what you didn't ask for. That way, you'll know that it's me. So did he confound some stuff? Guys, he confounded y'all every day. All right, check this out. God has selected for his purpose the insignificant base things of the world. You guys are sitting in church on a Sunday morning, and somebody else watching the football game. Somebody else at a bar. Somebody else, I don't have no children here. Somebody else doing some special things with somebody else. Amen? They say this is the only day we can do this. And the things that are despised, treated with contempt. How many of y'all have been called holier than that? Who do you think you are? Since you got the word, you decided, now you can't eat with me, you can't sleep with me, you can't, okay? <laughs> treated with contempt. Have y'all lost family members because you've been in the word? Raise your hand if that's you. Yeah. Only this side lost family members, y'all okay over there? Okay. <laughs> Even the things that are nothing so that he might reduce to nothing the things that are. God gets glory. So that no one may be able to boast in the presence of God. So none of us can say we did this on our own. When you hear somebody say, I'm a self-made man, just walk away. 
how are you going to make yourself? Okay? All right. Let's read this together. The perspectives we choose and nurture shape us for better or worse into the person we become. What does that mean, guys? The perspective we choose and nurture shape us for better or worse into the person we become. I got a mic over here. Um, you become what you think. You become what you think. Okay. All right. What else? So if daddy or mama say you want to melt anything, what's their perspective? You want to melt anything. So either you can go one or two ways. Either you can do what I call accelerate and make sure you go all the other way. I'm going to prove to them that I am someone. But there is no rest in that because you decided you were going to prove to who? Them. The very person that said that you want to melt anything. So their perspective is you want to melt anything. So no matter how hard you try, you can become a doctor, lawyer, uh, uh, astronaut, a millionaire. To them, their perspective, you're still not anything. Or you'll gravitate towards the other end, and I, I will not be anything because they told me I wouldn't be. Or you can take on God's perspective and say that I'm more than a conqueror. You can turn yourself over to him and allow yourself to be who he says you are. You follow me? Those are the only three options you got. Most people choose the acceleration. I say, from what I've seen, is about maybe 40% choose the acceleration. And the other percentage, they'll choose, I just won't be anything. I'm going to be their problem child. I'm going to make them punish for what they said about me. But guess what happened this morning? The perspective we choose and nurture shape us for better or worse into the person we become. So at this part of the service, I'm going to stop because I have two young women that have seen a perspective about tithing and about giving offerings. So what's the tithe? Tenth. What's the offering? Over and above. And they came to me and they said, Pastor, we've seen this happen in our own lives. And as a result of that, we need to share. I want to share. And so what's exciting for me is like when the, the congregation sees revelation and decide. I mean, how often do you have people come in and tell you that, I want to talk about money. Most of the families get shut down when they start talking about money. How many arguments y'all heard about money? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. But God, see, the thing about money, this is what God knows about. That's the thing that we have that's closest to us. People get sold out for money. People's relationship in about money. And then when I have two people say, Pastor, I've seen what God did in my life because of giving. So the reason why I'm doing it this way is because if I wait to after service, then what are people going to do? Ooh, who, who said that? This side spoke up that time. Okay, they spoke up. Y'all hear? Okay. This side was quiet. They, they were like, I'm not going to say the wrong thing. So I said, I tell you what, I'm going to stop it during the middle of the service, and then I'm going to let them go with it. Amen? Amen. So, so turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Because this is important. This is a perspective I hadn't heard before. <laughs> I'm going to stay. If I got to use the bathroom, that's not my way of sneaking out. I'm going to come back. I'm going to take notes. Because my perspective in 2019 is I'm going to walk in abundance. I now bring to you Ms. Teresa and Ms. Megan. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Fantastic. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for this opportunity that has been given to us by you and Pastor Morgan. We thank you, Lord, that you had given him the anointing to pass on to us and to give us this charge today. We thank you, Lord, that under the sound of our voice, it will not really be us that the folks are hearing, but it will be the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. And we just ask you to, Holy Spirit, to have your way as we talk about tithing that honors you and we talk about the spirit of giving that has peace attached to it. 
Lord, we just thank you right now for all that you do. We give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Said we are here to talk about tithing and um and a little bit about offering, and so um, here's our agenda so you can see that. And at this time, we're going to talk about how we really got here, what our story is, and um, I'm going to kick it off and then I'll hand it off to Megan. And how I got here, guys, um, approximately three years ago um, is when I really truly started to understand the concept and the biblical principle of tithing. What happened was I was at 5509 next door at happy hour and after happy hour uh, pastor came across my path and said hey Teresa how you been doing come on come in my office for a few minutes let's sit down and talk we hadn't talked in a while one-on-one and so he said so what's going on so I started spilling my guts and just telling him what was going on with me I was just all over the place and um, he said after he listened Start tithing. And I'm like, I ain't talk about finances. I ain't said nothing about finances. I ain't said nothing about money. So I don't know why he's saying start tithing. But because of my reverence for him, I started immediately to tithe. Um, and did I think about it? The amount that I had to tithe, because we all know a tithe is a tenth. And that's not what I had been doing. I had not even been doing close to that. I mean, when I say I hadn't been doing close. I couldn't even, I mean, it was remote. So I started to do it, I mean, immediately. And um, almost immediately, from, from my personal experience, I started seeing the blessings. And I, because I've had so many, I want to just share just a few with you all. And not to say that I'm, I'm perfect, I'm still a work in progress, but I just want you to know that when you tithe, there's peace attached to it. That's how I knew it was the right thing to do. Peace, peace is attached to tithing. And... I, like I said, I was all over the place, and once I started tithing, I started not only having peace, but order was put in my life, okay? So just a few blessings um, that I want to share with you all. And again, I just started doing this three years ago. Um, one is um, I've been working a part-time job almost more than five years I've been working a part-time job. I no longer work a part-time job. If I, I no longer need to work a part-time job. So let me say it like that. If I want to work a part-time job, I can I was I had several roommates. I no longer need to have a roommate, but if I choose to have a roommate, I, I will do that. And one of the um, biggest blessings is um, a year ago, I was given a 10% increase in, on my full-time job. And my manager said that this is not by your own merit. It was not because of my performance. It was only because of God, I'm telling you. And 10%, while it may seem minuscule when on some levels, salary-wise on your job, that's huge. I mean, 10%, that's, that's huge. And so I just say thank you, Pastor Morgan, for being obedient for um, and leading by example and just um, sharing what God shares with you. And without any hesitation, you, you do it uh, willingly, freely, and, and guys, it's, it's life-changing. Uh, tithing is life-changing. And also, I mean... Like I said, peace is attached to it. Life is attached to it, too. Not death. Life is attached to it. So if you're not doing it, God says test them. Thank you, Teresa. So um, when we talked about tithing here, interestingly, when Teresa and I were getting to know each other and planning this, and Pastor said, you know, you and Teresa started tithing at about the same time. So we're about three years in, but before I started tithing, I had big fear about it, right? Like, what? 10%? How am I going to make the 90% work when we weren't being great stewards or even good stewards of our money? So to think of saying, well, now I'm going to give away 10%, what's that going to look like? But I also had judgment. I was condemning myself because I knew it was something that a Christian should do. So I had a double bind going on there. So we started tithing. Will and I were in agreement that we'd start tithing on my salary. And we did budgeting, and it seemed to be working. And then we realized earlier in 2018, we were tithing over my salary and really close to tithing on both of our salaries. So again, 
we made the decision to come together and to tithe on both of our salaries. As Teresa said, still not perfect though, right? We still have a budget that we have to do every month. We still have debt. We've done Dave Ramsey twice. Porter's teaching it. You'll see Will and I there, right? So it's not about being perfect. It's about being willing to try. So every month we have a budget and we look and we say, there are definitely areas that we can improve upon, right? What's our food budget? What's our kind of the miscellaneous catch-all? What are we spending in that category? So uh, I just don't want folks to think that we're coming up here saying we have it all down because we don't. We're still growing and learning as well. So during this journey, I have an uncle who his career was to manage people's money and to make it grow. So he knows what he's doing. And Will and I went to him and we said, can you help us? Can we talk through this? Because our budget isn't coming out to work out every month. And he said, sure. So we sent him our budget. He reviewed it. We had another phone call. He lives in Delaware. And he said, and his wife was a part of the conversation. They said, we noticed that in your budget, you're giving a lot to your church. Is that an area, while you're looking at getting your finances in order, that you could maybe cut back on? And I said, well, thank you, Uncle Pete. I appreciate that. (laughs) But that area is not negotiable. We can cut back on other things, but this is what's important because we've seen blessings come to our lives because of this. And now, not all those blessings are financial, right? As Teresa said, it's attached to peace, it's attached to health, right? I mean, we heard Latrice's testimony that, anyways, it's just, it's great. Thank you. It's just so impactful. So I'm going to share a quick story about how that operates in our life just in December. So Will and I have a rental house in Carytown. We live about five minutes away from the church. And we had tenants that had signed a lease in March. And in November, we get a surprise email from them saying, this house has lots of challenges. It's an old row house, right? They said, we're really unsatisfied. In fact, we've decided to end our lease, and we're asking for you to not give us any penalties. And we want to end December 1st. This is in early November. Every lease has, you know, 30 days or some sort of agreement. Two and a half weeks. Right. Two and a half weeks they give us. And requesting no penalty. And our budget relies on the income from that house, right? So Will goes on and posts the house online. We decide to have an open house. We, sh- we email the tenants very straightforward and say, look, we have an open house on this day for this hour. We need you to be out 15 minutes before you have a cat. Make sure the cat is kenneled up and that the house is clean. We show up. Two of the roommates are gone. One is there with her cat. We're just going to, I'm going to stay in my room because we don't want the cat to get out. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Right. So just knock on the door when you want to show the folks my room. So we go downstairs and we're waiting and it's crickets, right? Six people I told Will were coming to look at the house. So we're excited. Six potential tenants. All we need is one. So time is ticking. 45 minutes. No one shows up. We're looking at each other. Fear and doubt start to creep in, right? But we're believing that God's going to fill this void. So the last 15 minutes, four people show up, four different groups. So we show them, we knock on the lady's door, we need to show the room, make sure your cat's not going to run out. And then the last folks that come are two guys, and they're like, it's, two, it's three of us, we uh, live over off Broad Street near where the Whole Foods is being built, but we have to move out because our landlord wants to renovate the space. So we're like, okay. And they say to us, is there anything that we can do to get our name higher up on your list? And we're like, well, I don't know. Let's think about that. 
But also we said, well, it is December. December's kind of a tough month to get tenants to move. So would you all consider doing a 15 or 18 month lease? Immediately, yes, we would consider that. We said, okay. We said, can we pay you a deposit today and the first month's rent? And we said, <laughs> we said no. And the reason was because we thought, well, I was thinking, this could be a, a decision based off fear, right? Like, what about the application? What about the checking? When really I just wanted to say, I'm afraid, God, let's, let's take them. So we said, all right, well, here are the applications. So you have a third roommate. Do they need to see the space? What's going on? I said, okay, well, give us the forms. So we drive from Carytown to our house, seven minutes. Will gets a text when we pull up to the house. We, if you're still at the house, can we meet you? We filled out the applications, and we want to give them to you. So he said, all right, just email them to us. And again, the thought is, let's just say yes, right? They've given us the forms. But I had to be obedient and check, right? Call the landlord. I call this landlord close to 5 o'clock. I could not get this guy off the phone telling me how good these tenants are. That they work with one of the guys, and he's a semi-pro skateboarder. and So he doesn't have a regular job, but he's the one that they always have communication with. And the guy said, I live in Baltimore, own 24 properties. This property is the only property that I have that has residential, and I'm converting it over to um, commercial business. And he said, but I tell you, these guys are so good, and the skateboarding guy that I always have conversations with is thinking about opening his own skateboard shop. And he said, I've told him, if he goes forward with this, let me know. I want to be an investor. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> check, check, and check. Thank you, God. And thank you for being obedient, right? Because the fear is, no, let's just say yes now. But the thing is, is that, yes, that's a financial blessing because in two weeks we had a new tenant. Our budget was on track. But really, I think the blessing of that was Will and I were in agreement. We had peace, right? When fear and doubt tried to keep knocking, because it kept knocking, we, sit, we stood firm and we followed the process through. So um, as Teresa and I were planning and talking about what is it that we want to share, how do we communicate, one of the things that she said to me that really um, has just stuck in my heart is when she said, you know, Megan, we're so blessed to go to CGM because we change our lives and we do things not out of compulsion, but we do it because God is so good and because we have such a good leader. We have no choice but to change. And that change isn't temporary. It's ongoing. Latrice's health, we know in April, is going to be where she calls it. We know Rosalind and Drew are going to be safe, right? All the testimonies that folks come up week after week is because we sit here. We're not those folks that Pastor talked about that are off spending their Sunday in a different way. So, Thank you, so that's our stories. Thank you. So at this time, we're going to see exactly what the Bible says a tithe is, okay? So what is a tithe? And we're going to read from Leviticus Chapter 27, verse 30, this is the, the Living Bible, and it says, A tenth of the produce of the land, a tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain or fruit, is the Lord's and is holy. So a tenth of the produce, God created the land. So everything is his. Everything that comes from the land belongs to him, and he says a tenth is holy. So that's what he commands us to give him. Okay, so now... Um, at this time, we want to turn your attention over to a, a brief video, and then we'll come back after that. Can't lose by giving, and we're hoping that everyone walks out of here as a giver and uh, with, with peace attached to it. That's right. So now we're going to dig into some scripture, and what does it say about tithing? We need 10 volunteers. Don't all raise your hand at once. <laughs> 
We only need 10 volunteers. So come on up, 10 volunteers. Come on up, 10 volunteers. Perfect. Perfect. No, we, we need her too. Yeah, we need you. Yes. <laughs> it's, come on, slide down just a little bit, everyone. Okay, fantastic. So we have ten volunteers, and thank you all. So, um, and we know you all are going to walk out of here free and with peace, and so is everyone else. All right. So at this time, Megan is going to give each one of you a scripture to read. <laughs> you want to go ahead and just pass them each one out, and we'll, we're going to start. No, no, no. Okay. And I'm going to give you some instructions in just a moment. Okay. Okay, and we're going to start with Mary. And what you're going to do is you're going to say, each one of you, um, you're going to say, a tithe is, and whatever your word is, you're going to say what that word is. And then you're going to give the scripture reference, and you, then you're going to read the scripture. Okay? So a tithe is? Genesis. Oh, a tenth. And then John, Jacob made a vow, promising, if God will be with me and will keep me on the journey that I take and will give me food to eat and clothing to wear. And if he grants that, I re- return to my father's house in safety, then the Lord will be my God. This stone, which I had made set up as a pillar, find the <coughs> more with be God's house and scare up a scarred place to me and of everything that you give to me give me I will give the tent to you as an offering and sanctify my gratitude and dependence on you a tenth is a, fr- a first fruit Proverbs 3 verses 9 through 10 in Amplified Version Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops income. Then your barns will be abundantly filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. A tithe is sacrifice. Deuteronomy 12:6 and is the NIV. There bring you there bring your burnt offerings and sacrifices your tithes and your special gifts what you have vowed to give and your free will offering and the firstborn of your herbs and flocks. A tithe is not cursed. Malachi 3, 8 through 9, Amplified. Will a man rob God? You are robbing me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? And tithes and offering you have withheld. You are cursed with a curse for you are robbing me, this whole nation. So what does a nation mean, right? Let's try and get some understanding around that. And a nation means it's a person, it's an individual, and it rolls down into your descendants. So God is telling us we're not only robbing him, we're robbing our family members yet to come. A tither is not a thief. Malachi 3, 8 through 9, will a man rob God, yet are you robbed? Yet you are robbing me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings you have withheld? You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, this whole nation. A tithe is a test, Malachi 3.10-12 NIV. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I would not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there we 
not room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for you, for yours will be delight will be a delight land, says the Lord Almighty. A tithe is faithful. Hebrews 11.4 Amplified By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which it was testified of him that he was righteous, upright, and right standing with God. And God testified by accepting his gifts. And though he died, yet through this act of faith he still speaks. A tithe is blessed, Genesis fourteen nineteen through 20, NIV. And he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. A tithe is joy, Nehemiah twelve forty three to 44, Amplified. Also on that day, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced for that the joy of Jerusalem was heard from far away. And on that day, men were appointed over the chambers for the stores, the contributions, the first fruits, and the tithes to gather them into from the fields of the cities the portions required by the law for the priests and the Levites. For Judah rejoiced over the priests and the Levites who served. A tithe is abundance, Proverbs 3, 9 through 10, Amplified. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops income. Then your barns will be abundantly filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. So now you have just heard several biblical references um, that are related to tithing. And there are more. This is just a few. So now what we want to do is give you a true illustration of what a tithe looks like, okay? So I want everyone, um, this you're going to get a little bit intimate with each other. So except with the exception of Monica, I want every one of you all to get closer together. Just get really, really close, get really, really tight. Okay, so... This is, all of this belongs to God. All of this belongs to God. However, he's commanding and only asking us for this. That's what he's allowing you to keep. So who in here, by a show of hands, I'm, I'm just kidding. You don't have to raise your hand. But, I mean, who can't honor God with this? I mean... I mean, really, that's, that's truly all he's asking us for. And it's a, it's a biblical pr- a principle. If you want peace, if you want freedom, if you want life to be attached to your life and your legacy, this is all God is asking us for right here. Okay? It's a decision that we get to make because he's giving us the 100, right? All of this is from him. He's just saying... Give me one-tenth back. Look at all the amounts that you get to keep. Look at that abundance. This is the only scripture that, Pastor, please jump in. We're off track. But this is the only scripture that we think exists in the Bible that says, test me. Right? Christians are like, oh, don't test God. He'll cut you down. This is where he says, test him. Test him in your giving. And look what he returns back to us. Yes, sir. Thank you, Pastor. So that's a clear illustration of what tithing looks like. Okay? So at this time, we want to invite others because we know we have a room full of tithers. So thank you all. Thank you, volunteers. Uh, Thank you so much. You all can have a seat. (laughs) So at this time, we want to invite other tithers, because we know we have a room full of tithers, to give um, a one- to two-minute 
testimony or just how tithing has blessed your life? So our prayer was that this time together today would um, help us to all grow in where we are in our faith and our reliance on the Lord. And we also know in talking with Pastor that there are a lot of us here that tithe. I think it's more than the 3% that Dave talked about as a local body, which is something to be proud of. And so um, this is a time for us to encourage each other. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, I tithe consistently. Um, don't know how long it's been. Um, but while I was out at the hospital, um, I was out from work from December 7th through the 27th. And I had already used up all my paid time off for the year because it was the end of the year. And um, all the sick leave was already um, used. And on the first, the day that I got admitted, I called HR and I was like, hey, I'm in the hospital. Don't know, long, don't know how long I'm going to be here. And um, what do I need to do for the short-term leave? And the HR guy, he's like, don't even worry about all that. We're going to pay you as if you're already here. We're going to already fill out your timesheet. You're going to get paid on the 31st like normal. Just bring all your paperwork when you return to work. Another thing that I noticed with tithing is your your bank app just doesn't make sense. It's like you pay your rent, you pay all your bills, you pay your student loans, you put gas, you get groceries. And it's just like, what? Like, I, I've even wanted to show my, my um, account up there just to show that it doesn't make sense. The math doesn't work yeah. out, right? Yeah. And, and that's how it works, guys. I mean, it's, it's, God is in the midst of your tithing. I mean, he's right there. He's operating the whole time. It's not you. It's him. And that's the only way it's going to work out. So are there any other testimonies? Yeah, um, I've been tithing consistently for a, a long time, and um, I've been I, the Lord was able to um, even when I wasn't working full time, I've I always paid my bills on time. Always had a fat stomach, and you know, <laughs> God is <laughs> and God is. I mean, I never missed a meal, and <laughs> and um, and, and like um. I've been um, still contracted the place I'm at now, and my contract was originally supposed to expire back in September, but they kept extending it every month. They moved it to another department, and my uh, manager I'm working with now said, hold on, Wayne, you know, I'm making a way for you to get in here full time. So um, God is still working that thing out just because I'm tired, you know, so let's bless. Ed? Uh, Sharon and I have been tithers for many years, and even though we've made some bonehead mistakes when it comes to finances he's always provided a way no matter what it looks like we've we've not been put in jail you know we've not been you know just things that could really happen to you for not having or not making payments but we've always tithed and he's always made a way So I was one of the ones that hasn't been tithing consistently, uh, like the other uh, great Christians here. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, so I've, I've probably been tithing consistently, probably, I believe, honestly, three months or less. Um, and I've seen my finances grow um, amazingly um, and expeditionally. Um, but I... Uh, Recently, I've gotten two bonuses within two weeks. Uh, my uh, credit score has went up from uh, 435 to over 630. Um, so I have seen the the great goodness of Jesus in finances through yes through tithing and and like it was funny you guys had the uh, the uh, ten things and I think my word was sacrifice and I was there with you working two jobs, uh, getting up early in the morning, going to bed late at night. So I believe that God has honored my sacrifice through this as well. My husband said he and I have been tithing for years. I believe he began tithing before I did. I, I didn't jump in there as quickly as he did. But um, I want to attest to the fact that uh, there have been times in our lives when we have um, been attacked with uh, sicknesses. And uh, through every last one of them, 
when there was only one salary coming into the household, either on my part or on his part. We never stop tithing, no matter what. And and I believe it is because of just the relationship that, that we have, knowing that God is always, he's always been there for us through the trials, the storms. We've always come out. He's always worked everything out for our good. And I believe that we're just honoring what he said that we need to do. We need to, we need to pay our tithes. That's what we owe to him. So for us not to do that... When I was in Paris with my mom, I paid my tithes. I was not going to allow there to be any type of uh, whatever. I wasn't going to use the money to, you know, do other things while I was over there. No, I'm going to pay my tithes. And out of that, I like what is abundance. That right there, that overflow, we're experiencing little trickles of it, and I'm expecting it to just explode and just be even more than what it is right now. Just grateful, so grateful for where we are right now. Yeah, this was this is pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, tithing, um, certainly it can uh, bring you more monetary gains from God. But um, it can also bring you uh, things as well, like joy. And I think for me, it, it's it's been a real joy to, uh, because of tithing. I think it's it's allowed us to communicate better with with my wife and my daughter. But it also does bring monetary things as well. So um, one thing that Pastor said, uh, um, this was maybe early in the year about being patient, because how many of us always think that? Well, God, God, you haven't done it yet. God has things planned out for us. It just might not be on our timeline, but, but they're already planned out for us. So it's like, Will, you just got to be patient. So I was patient. We had somebody, uh, a colleague that was within my division, and the chemistry just was not there. I mean, I wouldn't say that we didn't dislike each other, but we certainly didn't like each other. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so... April comes around of this uh, earlier this year or, or of 2018, and she's transitioned out to another role. All of a sudden, there's new people that come in, and the chemistry is just great within our little division. All of a sudden, we're just ro- uh, rocketing through the roof. Uh, May of May May of that year, or May of last year, um, my um, the person that's in charge of my my supervisor comes to us and says, all right, well, this is just within your division. We're going to have a compensation plan for fiscal year 2019. And for those of you that don't know, don't know this, the, the state runs July 1 through June 30th. That's their, that's their year. So, so they're like, okay, well, this is what you need, need to achieve to, to obtain these bonuses. And these bonuses are thousands of dollars. So, um, so they're like, um, so, by June 30th of next year, I need to achieve this to get thousands and thousands of extra dollars. It's now January 5th of 2019, um, and because of the chemistry and because of being patient, I've waited, and as of January 5th, I've already achieved what I need to achieve to get those bonuses, and I still have six months to go. So pretty awesome. A lot of times uh, my, my tithing can be sprinkled. Uh, sometimes I, I do pay it mostly. Um, I, I notice a lot of times when I'm away from church, I may not pay it. Or I might pay it when I finally do come back to church, what I did. Oh, sometimes I find myself in a head battle where it's like, Lord, but, you know, I still got one paycheck and there's five of us. I might not be able to make this bill. And you know how the Holy Spirit speaks to you in your particular way. You know, <laughs> um, and it's more so like, you know, well, Lord, if I pay this, blah, 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 Holy Spirit, come back and tell me, well, who made sure that you didn't get sick so that you can make it to make that full paycheck? You know what I mean? And it's like, 
Um, every time that I find myself in a head battle, it's always just like when Pastor walk around and put his hand on your shoulder, you kind of, Lord, did I leave a po- co- um, coffee pot on? Pastor touch your shoulder, boop. You know, I don't even own a coffee pot, but, you know, that's what <laughs> But in your mind, when you're doing that head battle, it's like he'll just shut it down and show you that all the good that has already come from it. Just like the other guy said, what do you have to lose? Uh, I think for me, when I started tithing consistently, you wind up wanting to give in other areas of your life, like maybe not just money, maybe your time or um, other things like that. And I think um, I've listened a lot to Dave Ramsey, and, and the thing that really struck me, and once I got this, it made tithing really easy, is, is none of it's mine to begin with. Um, and really kind of humbling yourself to say, I, didn't, I really didn't do anything to deserve this money. Um, it wasn't through my own merit. I was blessed with it, so it makes it really easy for me to give it away. Um, and once you figure that out, I think it's actually something that you look forward to. I don't look forward to paying any of my bills. Um, but I do look forward to giving my tithe because I know, and on top of that, I know it's going to something that I believe in. If if I'm just sending money over the TV to some evangelist I've never met before, I may not have that same conviction about giving money into this ministry, you know. We do our closing confession. So I've never been. And uh, when I started, it was kind of like, you know, I had overdraft fees on my account, this thing, type of third. And when I started, it just started happening. I was doing like jazz, tracking my money, and extra money was in my account for some reason. So quick testimony, I was looking for a new vehicle. So I go to the dealership. I look online to see what they have. I get there and there. They didn't have what I wanted. So they said, well, Mr. Turnage, how about, how about this vehicle? And it was much newer. And my first impression was, I can't afford that. So they run the numbers. I tell them what I want, the range I want it in. So they make the price lower. And they said, well, on top of that, we will pay your insurance two months out so you won't have to touch it. And it was zero money down. So that was just from being obedient because I had to say, when you get a little more money in your bank account, is this a test? You know, that extra couple hundred dollars, <laughs> that's more tithing than you got to do. And for me, I'm like, well, you know, maybe I can slip this month and pick it up next month. You know what I'm saying? But I still remain faithful in it, and God bless me with a um, new vehicle. Yeah. I tithe, and right now my paycheck is getting there, but I still tithe off of what I have. And I just thank God because I'm in school and they look for payments and I've never had to not been able to pay for a book or miss a class or not be able to get in that class. And God has made it so that I'm able to attend all my classes and I still get my books on time. And so I appreciate that. Thank you everyone for sharing your testimony. We, oh, I was just gonna say that sometimes it's a psychological shift. So y'all know I love to shop. So I was just one day the Holy Spirit was like, "How come you don't get excited for a ten percent sale? You think that's nothing, but then you make it such a big deal and won't give me my ten percent." So once I had that epiphany, it just changed everything. Thank you. That's that's good. We have one more. We're uh, running a little bit over, so if you have to leave, we... Okay, I'll, I'll make it really brief. Um, I, you know, just uh, listening to Porter on, on why we give and what happens to you when we give um, kind of reflects to what Pastor says. is How you do one thing is how you do everything. And ever since I've been tithing and, and being accountable of my own tithe, um, it's put me in the position of changing my mindset of giving because um, I used to be a very selfish person. And because I tithe and seeing it coming out of my account, uh, it allows me to give in other areas freely. And um, as a result of that, um, you know, I can go down the line, but I don't have time. Um, it's helped me in my finances, my health, um, 
my social aspect with creating friends um, and true friends. And that's, uh, you know, the guys in the ministry. I, I love the guy, the men, the A-team, and even outside of the church. So it's helped out in, in a lot of areas. Thank you. So now um, I think what we're going to do is go ahead and uh, do our closing confession and close out. This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m., at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505.